Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to okay. the show. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Ken, a.k.a. Reeves. Um, I'm the director and composer at Freebird Games. And uh, one of our most recent project is uh, To the Moon. Okay. And so you were at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco then? Mm-hmm. I was. And uh, you were nominated for a specific award or, you know, yeah, for an award. Uh, can you talk more about that? Uh, yeah, it was the, uh, the audio category and uh, it was a big honor. Yeah. And um, why would you say that you were nominated for the audio um, for, the, for the To the Moon hmm. game? Let's see, I, I guess if I were to be pretentious about it, <laughs> um, I would like to think that the music in the game and the, uh, the story aspect were kind of inter interlinked in a sense that it kind of extended the plot. Okay. And um, while you're developing the audio for this game, how did you go about doing that? Um, but, you know, since, since you said the audio is kind of tied to the storyline and to the gameplay, right? how did I you think, orchestrate all that? I think uh, one of the fortunate things is that um, for, this, for this project, I was able to, um, I had fortune of taking the role of both like the actual developer of the game and the composer. So in that sense, um, whenever I, so there's like this, I guess, the sync between you know what you want when you write a scene what like how exactly do you want the music to come across and the like and um like the the main theme for example is something that is a song that the main character from the story um supposedly to have wrote written um and i guess when i make when i write the scene sometimes i get stuck and so i would just go on go on ahead and work on the actual music first and then once that's done, I play it in the background, and then I go back to you know write, write the scene again, and things seems things seems to flow a lot easier that way. Okay, yeah. So for the audience, can you give a specific example of? I mean, because that's that's an interesting perspective on how to develop the game, where you actually have mm -hmm. the music ready beforehand to help define the experience of the scene, right? Um, versus usually the other way around. Yeah, it's, it's, I think how it helps is that because usually as you know, someone who wants to make something, you have this image of what you want to make in your head, but it's not, it's not verbal, you know, it's not in words. So you can, it's kind of this ab abstract idea of things and of, you know, even emotions you want to kind of um, convey. So by having that, like being able to take it, like bring it out as music first, and then turning that into, you know, the actual written words, I think that kind of helps to, it's almost like a buffer between your head and what gets put on the page. Yeah. Now, would you, did you just, did you start this process that you talked, that you just discussed? Um, was To the Moon the first game where you tried this process or have you tried this also in previous games? Uh, no, it's also been, yeah, it's pretty much also have been the previous games, but um, yeah, I actually started composing because of making games. Because uh, one for one of the projects, one of the first projects, um, halfway through, the composer had to, um, you know, leave to do his own things. So, I essentially kind of thought I'd try to uh, take up the role on like with that to um, try to fill in like the pieces I needed, yeah. and everything pretty much started from there. And it seems like this um, this game has actually gotten a lot more 
press attention than your previous games? Is uh, that yeah, is that fair been, to say, or is that? Oh, uh, definitely. It's uh, <laughs> it's not even comparable. <laughs> Before this game, I pretty much just been have been living in my own little bubble. Yeah, and, and uh, what would you say you've changed that really made this game stand out? Um, was it was it a difference in the game design process? Was it a difference in the marketing? Um, yeah, what's the difference this time? Um, there are many ways, I think. Um, for example, one of the, th let's see, I guess the style of the game in general was um, as opposed to one or the other. Like the previous games are also story driven, but yeah. they are somewhat easier to be categorized. Uh, whereas this one kind of, is kind of a hybrid. Um, but I think I, this is pretty much the first commercial game, actually. So, and it's the first game where I've you know, tried to reach out to all these um, outlets to get the words out. Um, yeah. So for the audience out there, um, mm -hmm. you know, can you talk about how you did reach out to the press and you know get more exposure for the game? Because there are a lot of downloadable sure, yeah. games, and mm -hmm. and this one's standing out. So. Yeah, I think yeah, getting reaching out to the press, I think that's like the pivotal thing of having your game take off, and uh, it can be really tricky. Um, I think it's important to realize that the journalists are, you know, people with a job as well, and so they are constantly looking for interesting material to report on. And I think the thing is that sometimes something seems really interesting to ourselves, but they have to be put in a certain way to appeal to audience which in the case of getting exposure would be actually journalists as opposed to players yeah. um, of course you cannot just you know ignore the players but that's i'm just saying from a purely uh, marketing perspective um, in that sense um it's really tricky though i mean there's like you said there's just so many games out there and um, there are so many awesome games out there as well and it's hard to distinguish but i guess Having this, having I guess having the mental goal of being able to distinguish yourself and make it stand out among, you know, the countless other projects out there, in some sense at least, I mean, hopefully in some of the more obvious senses, because because um, people like usually have don't really have that much patience when sorting through all the material that gets to them. Um, but yeah, like just keeping that mentality in mind um, when developing the marketing material, I think that would just go a long way. Yeah. And did you modify your game design process any um, with this game versus your previous games? Like how is your game on game design understanding or development understanding of these kind of story driven games changed since your initial games and then this current game? I think for this game, it was I essentially threw everything out the window and just made what I wanted to make. I mean, I my first project and perhaps my still like still my biggest project um it's even bigger than to the moon but unfinished um it was also story driven but it um but i still it, it still has all these battle system and stuff like that so it's kind of like this art story driven rpg with like you know perhaps one or two battles you know an hour or something like that so it's yeah. really scarce but at the same time they're kind of awkward and i think i put them inside they're mostly just Due to, the, due to the pressure of, you know, I like this is RPG, I should you know, get what should be there in there. Uh, whereas, you know, for To The Moon, I essentially just just made, uh, it's, yeah, it's, 
<laughs> it's kind of I, I didn't even know how it would be received because it was just so you know non-gamey in a sense but i think it still benefited a lot from the game elements in there just interaction and the like i think they do wonders for the involvement of the player to the story so so when you designed this game you primarily focused then on the emotions you were feeling and getting that into the game versus trying to follow standard techniques within the genre um you're right pretty much for to the moon i um for this project i pretty much just when i started making it i pictured the very last scene which uh didn't really change throughout the development process and i pictured how i wanted to feel as an audience right after right as the credits started to roll so for the entire game that was the focus okay and did you ever do that in previous games or would you say this is the first game where you did that where you saw the end scene and then kind of use that as the guidance for for some of the previous games i think i did it to a lesser extent and uh i guess the, the one i'm thinking about still hadn't seen the final scene like being made yet so that's kind of a, <laughs> a drag mm. but yeah like to this extent i think this to the moon would be the first project of like of mine yeah and for in terms of improving your story design and storytelling skills is there anything that you do to um make sure that you know the games you work on or even the future games you work on are going to have compelling and engaging stories i think for to the moon and uh the series that you know that it, it's with the main element would be relatability on some levels on some levels because it doesn't you know games are like i think they can be a awesome uh escape mechanism and i you know, I find that very appealing, the things I enjoy, like, you know, Mass Effect and the like. And it's just so out there that, you know, it's like you were seeing this entirely new world and it's there's a lot to explore and, you know, it's it's a nice break. Um, I guess for To The Moon, I guess it's it's a lot more like grounded to real life. So on one hand, it could more easily be become boring. But on the other hand, I think... People like to people like to see things being things that they know about, and they they want to feel that they are they aren't they are not alone in some sense. So I think that's that's part of the things that um, that the series to the moon is based on will be able to accelerate as opposed to you know the stuff that um, that I used to make. Okay, and. Um... You know, you, you have a downloadable game, which I guess is different. You know, you talk about reaching out mm-hmm. to the press and marketing. Did you consider putting it on tablets um, to make it more accessible? Or how, or yeah, I, Flash or something mm-hmm. else like that? Yeah, it's definitely being, uh, like it's, it's definitely being a wish. Um, and to be able to do that, it would basically extend it to so many platforms as well. And, you know, nowadays, it's it's just more and more important to be able to go multi, multi-platform. Yeah. Um, but right now there's some you know technical barriers. Uh, we're trying to get around that. So hopefully sometimes in the future. Okay. And what's what's next in store then for your um, series or, or for for these types of games that you want to work on? Um, well, To the Moon is To the Moon was essentially like the first episode of a series, which I I wouldn't say that the next the next episode would be a sequel, because um, sequels you know tend to open up like stories that are already patched up. Um, and this, how the series works is that essentially each episode is this self-encapsulated story about 
a brand new patient. So right. you have you've had you have his or her life story, and then you have the, the same two doctors to travel through these stories, who provide like this overarching story um, across the entire series. So each episode would essentially be a standalone episode story, um, and uh, yeah. So I think that would help with the whole barrier of entry with players who haven't played the first episode or you know as the series goes on. And, you know, for these future games, are you going to primarily focus, like, what, what are going to be the unique points of the games? Is it primarily going to be the unique stories or that experience that you're telling? Or are you also going to focus on the audio? Because, uh, you know, uh, going back to why mm-hmm. are you being nominated in IGF for audio? <laughs> um, I'm, I guess I'm definitely going to try to do both, but if... I guess if in the best in the best case scenario they would be you know remain they would remain linked throughout the the rest of the series, and um, yeah, it's essentially just using everything that's usable in the medium to deliver this experience of a story um, with more sense of involvement than something as watching a film. And are you going to target the PC platform, or are you going to? do native, you know, mobile or tablet platform? Um, I, I think I would go for the tablet platform in the future if the opportunity arises. But um, as far as now is concerned, PC would still be the home base. Okay. And what are you going to do differently in terms of development process this time versus, you know, your previous games based on your learnings and understandings now just to be more effective? Hmm. I, it's hard to say it's hard to pinpoint specifically, but there have definitely been a lot more things um, that I learned about, you know, just streamlining the whole process to avoid delays and bottlenecks and whatnot. Um, but I think I'm still going to try to keep it fairly pers- personal as opposed to, you know, kind of expand and employ all those, all these workers and whatnot. Cause I think a part of like a part of the um, benefits of being in this position is that you're able to, basically project this personal tale in a personal way onto you know something that's playable as opposed to having hmm. but yeah i think it's it's a lot easier to be unified when there are fewer minds working on a project yeah and are you going to are you aiming for a different emotional feeling in this upcoming game i mean how how do you work that because you mentioned Mm -hmm. you know keeping that in mind does each story in the series then do you aim for a different feeling at the end or, or how do you right, take that right. abstract emotion and then turn it into or are you trying for the same feeling um, but you know just different story content mm-hmm. uh, I think each episode would definitely be different um, there might be you know there still might be a f- an episode in the future which would have um, I guess a similar impact as to the moon in that sense um, but for the second episode, I've like the core of the story and the like are already uh, plotted out, and it's like it's I, I'm not sure I'm not sure how to describe it, but I think it has as far as heart versus head ratios go, I think it has slightly slightly more head than heart as opposed to to the moon. But I think no, like it's the general feel of you know just of to the moon i think would still be there 
And how do you play test your games? I think in this case, the story, does it lose its mm-hmm. appeal as you consistently refine it, oh, perfect yeah. it, and stuff like that? How do you actually keep sensitive to the nuances in the story that'll make it more accessible and fun to the players? Uh, to the uh, uh, testers? Can, yeah, well, yeah, to the testers. Um, <laughs> and in, Well, even to the players later on, if you're consistently mm-hmm. familiar with the story, you know, so you, it loses its newness right. to you, you know? Right. I guess, I guess in that sense, it's almost more like a movie as opposed to a game as far as replayability goes, you know, where it's, it's about revisiting the story that you've already read. Um, but as far as testing goes, uh, and especially my, on my own part, like I have a, I have a bunch of uh, really wonderful people who are helping with the testing on the uh, Freebird Games' home forum. Um, and they have been, you know, with uh, with me and the projects that um, the Freebird Games has been developing for the past many years. And I'm just so fortunate for them. You know, To the Moon wouldn't have been the same without their advices and suggestions along the way. Um, but yeah, like it's, the testing is tedious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I was, I was personally, I was just like bored of it long before release. But <laughs> that's, you know, that's a part of it because, you know, if you play through anything 50 times or more, it's... Yeah, kinda... exactly. <laughs> um, and do you see yourself then focusing on story-based games or this interlinking between mm-hmm. audio and story, or are you going to explore other genres and um, experiences? I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to say like for sure for the future, but as of now, um, I'm definitely in, in it for the stories. And I mean... I, it's kind of hypocritical for me to say too, because when I play games, you know, I sometimes often play games with like that's completely non-story driven at all, or just like you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as making goes, uh, that's that was pretty much the reason why I got into it in the first place, because I was trying to de- uh, trying to make this uh, story I was trying to develop into this interactive and visual and audio experience. So yeah, in the near future, I think I'm definitely gonna continue with that. And. What do you see the benefit of then using these interactive experiences to communicate the story that you want to do versus um, a book or movies mm-hmm. or other types of media? I think it's a matter of um, customized pacing and a sense of involvement. I mean, I think like the form, like the interactive interactivity itself is can be quite underestimated. Um, like when you say something is linear, even if it just involves having the player walk the characters from point A to point B, that process of walking and just discovering, you know, the land landscape themselves, I think that subconsciously does something to, you know, make them feel like they're a part of this. And um, it's something that, you know, books and movies cannot do. Like sometimes I watch a movie, I just want to pause the scene and just walking there and just to, you know, stay there for a while longer and just to, you know, talk to the people who I'm interested in and then see the places I want to see. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely the benefit of that. And with that said, then, are you going to try to explore, you know, multiplayer interactions? Does that help to communicate the story even better? I know it's even more different than just, Mm -hmm. uh, interactivity with the, you know, and a story. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting field. And there's, I think we're just touching on so little of it, of its potential so far. Um, I I think it's definitely possible of going into something like that, but it would be so different um, at the core from what I'm doing right now that it would take you know quite a while to make the switch if you know if I were to go into that field in the future. Yeah, 
And what, um, you know, what suggestions do you have then, or final suggestions do you have for listeners out there who are doing their own indie games? Like maybe the top three suggestions or things that you wish you would have known when you first started. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess as cliche as it is, um, I just cannot stress the importance of keeping a schedule and having the schedule not only to, you know, okay, basically keep write write out the schedule, write what you want to finish for each day, and then extend and then just double the time period and spread it out. Because like it's so easy to get overwhelmed when you plan things and you know, something sometimes, you know, one day you get caught off guard with something else and then you're one day behind and then you see all these work piling up and you just stop doing anything altogether. So it's it's easier to be, you know, the whole turtle as opposed to rabbit thing. Um, and the other, I guess, would be to, I guess, to keep, like, not to be a sellout, but to keep marketing in mind when, like, right even as you just start out a project, just at the beginning, just to see, you know, what direction you can take this that's in a unique way to be to be pitched to, you know, the press and um, the journalists, I suppose, because you would be helping them out too to to deliver something that would be interesting to write about. Great. And where can listeners find out more information about your games? Sure. Um, the game is at uh, my website right now, which is freebirdgames.com. So that's F-R-E-E-B-I-R-D games.com. Um, and yeah, like all the information is out there and the game is also available on website as well as well as many of the other portals so i guess just google to the moon <laughs> okay great um thanks any other last words then for game developers out there uh, just hang on it's like i think especially for the indie developers uh, i think the future is pretty bright where that period where um the indie the indie scene is just getting more and more attention thanks to you know many of the developments in the industry and um yeah, I think I think good things are about to happen. Great. Thanks very much for your time. Take care. Thank you. It's great Bye. to be here. Yep. Cheers.